What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. And in today's episode, we will be talking about the, uh, what I like to call the empty seat crisis in wrestling. Let's get into it. What's happening, wrestling fans? This is Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. And we drop a podcast every Wednesday, and you can catch us on Saturdays on Brain Buster Radio. And right now, you're listening to Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. Okay, so we all know about the stomping grounds, how they tarped off the whole half of the arena, and... uh. They move people and all that fun stuff. Um, I did find <sighs> what was I looking for? Now I did find an article that said something about Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor might not be able to sell out. Well, they haven't sold out Hammerstein Ballroom. And the whole thing is, about this is, when you have companies like AEW selling out and under, uh, selling out in 30 minutes. Actually, let me look at the, let me type in AEW all out real quick. Now, May 28th of this year, they, well, May 25th, at Double or Nothing, they uh, announced the tickets. I believe they went on sale a week after, um, and they sold out. This is an article from June 17th of 2019, uh, 2019, so this year. Fairly recent article. And it's from Forbes.com. And the title of the article, which you've probably all heard by now, is AEW All Out Garnered More Demand Than WWE WrestleMania 35. Let's get into this. uh, You've probably read this article already, but let's get into it. AEW officials and or talent are still riding the heights of a honeymoon phase with no ending in sight. This past Friday, uh, AEW All Out inside the Sears Center in Chicago, home of the historic All-In pay-per-view, has started it all, sold out in in, in a mere, a mere 15 minutes. Not only did the venue sell out immediately, the big story coming out of this first day sale is the amount of times at which it could have sold out. Despite having a capacity over 10,000, upwards of 1,000 uh, 137,600 tickets were requested by tens of thousands waiting at virtual lines, hoping to get tickets for All Elite Wrestling's second showcase. The monster demand was yet another in- indictment on WWE's 
last fan base, many of whom are desperately seeking an, alter- an alternative. According to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Radio, demand for AEW All Out exceeded that of WrestleMania 35 uh, in April in MetLife Stadium of WWE's home base in New York. Meltzer went on to say, WWE had WrestleMania in MetLife Stadium, and they sold it out quick, but it wasn't the level of the man, said Meltzer. Now, I'm going to... That's a article from last month. But I'm going to kind of uh, tie this in with uh, what have we been seeing in the wrestling business as fans and media and stuff like that. Like I said in the beginning, we've all heard about the... uh, this, couldn't think of it, the uh, stomping grounds. Debacle, how they moved fans and, you know, tarped off. And tarped off uh, the complete other side of the arena. So, uh, what I just typed in is knowing that today is Extreme Rules. Uh, I'm currently recording this uh, the day before. Currently recording this the Wednesday before Extreme Rules. So as of the time of this recording, you might be listening to this on the day of Extreme Rules. But at the time of this recording, at the time of this recording, we have doesn't really say on the arena website here. So let's just go to uh, best available. So that's twenty five dollars too, and then just type in one ticket. It doesn't really give me. Here on the arena page, which is the Wells Fargo Center page, uh, what we're dealing with here. But let's go to vividseats.com. So as of yesterday, so as of Tuesday, July 9th, there were 68 tickets left. Let's just say I want one ticket. The tickets that we have left, well, the available tickets, The white that I'm currently looking at are tickets sold. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. 
39 sections. 39 sections. Like, 39 in the general seating. And then there's uh, 19 tickets left in the suites. For people who say The Undertaker is drawing to WWE Extreme Rules, I will show them that map. Gladly show them that map. And... What, what people don't understand is if your product is so bad for a lengthy period of time, if Raw, SmackDown, so bad that for a lengthy period of time, people aren't going to have hope for your company. That's just straight facts. People will not have hope for your company. Now here's the problem I have. What most, what most wrestling fans, well, I'm just going to call them WWE loyalists here. Well, uh, The Undertaker is uh, going to sell out Wells Fargo Center. No, there's still tons of tickets left. And WWE is doing what they did with Stomping Grounds. They're offering two-for-one deals. Although, WWE is smart and they... They won't be able to. You won't be able to tell on TV that the building is half empty. No. But uh, I'm gonna put that on pause there for a minute, and before I go on a rant, let's let's move on to New Japan. So Saturday, July sixth. Uh, this past Saturday, from when I'm recording this. New Japan have the first round of the G1 Climax in Dallas, Texas at the American Airlines Center. Now, you could tell on TV that the place was empty, pretty much. I believe they had like, I want to say 7,000 to 10,000 people show up. But that doesn't matter. For New Japan, the building was just too big. The American Airlines Center... It's, it's a big building, okay? You're, you're not going to sell out big building like American Airlines at all. Case in point, all the smarts are saying, well, uh, look at New Japan over here, and they didn't sell out an American Airlines center. WWE could have sold that out. No, they couldn't. You don't understand. Even though Dallas is a fantastic Wrestling town. Fantastic wrestling city. Fantastic wrestling history. And New Japan didn't even sell out American Airlines Center. Am I putting the blame on New Japan because they didn't put, I don't know, I don't know how many American Airlines hold. However many American Airlines Center holds, they didn't sell it out. But if you watched the show, rather that be on New Japan World or Axis TV... You could hear, you could hear the crowd. They were electric. That's what you need in a wrestling business. You don't need a big crowd. You don't need a sellout. 
You don't need any of that crap. All you need, you can have 10 people, and those 10 people will be electric. Now, I gotta give my props to New Japan and Access TV. The production value of the first round of the G1 was amazing. Production value was fantastic. But the problem, but again, I like to call them smarts, stupid idiots, whatever you want to call them. People who look, who judge wrestling companies' success by looking at how many people are in the seats. That doesn't matter. What matters is, is that people get something from the product. People like the product. People cheer for the product. Unlike WWE, where on a weekly basis... Half of the arena, Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, the whole half that the hard cam is on is empty. They had to move people, for Christ's sake. If you have to move people to make an arena look full, you're doing something wrong. You should not have to move people to make an, to make the assumption that their arena is sold out. Because you know WWE. They're going to pan on that side that the hard camera is not on. They're going to pan on that side, and they're going to say, look, and Michael Cole or somebody's going to say, you are looking live in Tacoma, Washington for WWE Stomping Grounds. Sold out crowd here. While we as fans know that that's not the case. They have the whole other side of the arena taped off. Like, the thing... The thing that cracks me up is that these these loyal WWE fans they say, okay, well AEW didn't sell out Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest was a one-off show. From what I know, Fighter Fest was a one-off show. It's, it's not gonna be like double or nothing where they're gonna do it every year. By the way, that was confirmed by the Young Bucks. They are doing double or nothing every year. Watch a Chris Van Fleet interview. The thing that really gets me about these these loyalists, these WWE loyalists, these whatever whatever company you're loyal to, rather you're loyal to WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, the independent scene, whatever. AEW, whatever. They're gonna say Here's the wrestling internet for you guys who don't know. The wrestling internet takes the negatives of something and they say, look. And they bash that company. So what? They didn't sell out Fighter Fest. Maybe Fighter Fest was a one-off show. Like I said, multiple times before this. The thing that the wrestling communities looks at, I see this all the time on Twitter. People take the negative, and they don't look at the positive. Maybe the show was fantastic. Like, the opening round of the G1 was a great show. But people had to look around and see those empty seats and say, New Japan sucks. New Japan did not sell good. They didn't sell out, uh, I don't know, maybe 
20,000-seat arena? Of course they're not going to sell out. Well, and then you had the other side of the spectrum where uh, Ring of Honor was able to sell out Madison Square Garden. That was with New Japan's help. New Japan took that show, and they ran the show. The G1 Supercard, they took the show, and they ran with it. The New Japan booking for that show was fantastic. Now, let's look at the Ring of Honor booking. Morty Squall should have won that championship. But no, Matt Taven won. I don't watch Ring of Honor on a regular basis. I just watch their pay-per-views. That's it. Only Ring of Honor I watch. Speaking of Ring of Honor pay-per-views. Best in the world? Did not sell out. ROH did their best, but it did not sell out. Now, I, I want to redirect the the attention to ROH still. But it, it from what I've heard... Now... I've heard this on Solo Monster's podcast. Solo, Mon- Solo Monster sounds off. He said this on his podcast. He said that Ring of Honor sectioned off all the balcony seats. They sectioned off all the balcony seats. And they left one. One balcony seat with a row of nine seats. And if tickets are still available... I mean, and it's it's a TV taping. It's a TV taping. If that doesn't tell you something, Ring of Honor, then I don't know what does. Don't get me wrong. Ring of Honor has some of the most loyal fans in all of professional wrestling. But... Like I said, I don't watch Ring of Honor on a regular basis. I don't even know half the names in Ring of Honor. Besides Bandino, Scrawl, PCO, you know, guys like that. But the thing, I don't know what it is. I just don't know. People... It's a sense that these other media outlets, the big names, the Meltzers, the... It's just that they take things out of context. And they say, look, empty seats on this side of the arena, when this half of the arena is completely electric. Now, I am going to say something about Ring of Honor, though. Ring of Honor's booking has been crap. It has been crap for months. Matt Haven should not be Ring of Honor champion. It should be Marty Scrawl. But hey, that's just me. I saw a picture that they did not even change the nameplate on the Ring of Honor championship to Matt Taven. They changed... It still has Jay Lethal. I saw that on the most recent episode of Ring of Honor. If that doesn't tell you something, wrestling fans say, what will? What will that will get you eyes on this new product in AEW? I'm going off on a rant here. But WWE has been crap. Has been crap, has been crap, has been crap since so long. 
I know we're talking. I know I'm going all over the place in this podcast, and this is going to be a real short podcast episode, probably about 22 minutes. And anyway, the the main point that I'm trying to make here is that if you don't like what one wrestling company is doing, you can watch another one. Heck, if you don't like what WWE is doing, you can watch Impact, Ring of Honor. New Japan, AEW, you can, heck, you can even watch the indies. By the way, a little quick side note here, GCW's Backyard Wrestling event was fantastic. Fantastic event. It's just the simple things, guys. Well, before I go off on an even more of a rant, thank you guys for uh, listening. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to share the episode, like the episode, whatever you do on podcasting platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. Until then, my name is Connor. Peace.